May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There's a whole lot of excitement going on in our readings this morning. There are clouds, there are prophets, there is the law, there is Jesus transfigured, and there are disciples trying to understand what this means to them. And it seems that it is our very story being told to us in these lessons. So if you think of our Old Testament lesson, if you think about what was happening just before our reading, the children of Israel have sworn their covenant with God. They've said to Moses, yes, we accept what it is that God is calling from us. Moses has poured blood all over them and they are ready to be in covenant with God. And then Moses goes up the mountain and he's there for 40 days and 40 nights. And if you remember, this is the point where the children of Israel forget that they've just signed a covenant and decide that they need a God they can see and create a golden calf to to worship. And if you go then to our gospel and Look at what happened just before, just before that, a few verses before, Peter has said, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. We know you are who it is we are waiting for. And then, of course, being Peter, a couple of verses later, he's like, no, no, you can't do what the Son of God is meant to do. We can't, we're not ready. And... That, for me, is where it is indeed our story. That then Jesus takes Peter, John, and James up the mountain and they see Jesus in all his glory. So if there was any part of them that had doubted that indeed Jesus was the Son of God. The mountain of transfiguration should have wiped that completely out of their minds. They see Jesus in his full divinity. They hear the voice from heaven saying, This is my Son, my beloved in whom I am well pleased. Listen, listen to him. Listen. And what is the first thing that Jesus says to them? Do not be afraid. And I don't think that he's talking just simply about do not be afraid here on this mountain of the voice of God. He is saying to them, Do not be afraid when we go down the mountain and all the things I have told you must happen to me, happen. That when I am crucified and tortured, 
Remember what you have seen on this mountain. Do not be afraid. Do not believe the story that the world will tell you that I am defeated. Do not be afraid. When the darkness comes, remember this light that the three of you have seen on the mountain and be of good courage. Be faithful. But like the children of Israel, they get down the mountain and when Good Friday happens, they completely forget who Jesus has told them and shown them that he is. And they are terrified and they deny that they know him and they go and hide away in a room in case they are found. The men, that is. The women stayed. <laughs> just, just so that you remember that part. That they forget they forget the story of who Jesus is and how he has taught and shown them who he is. And I know I've told you many times that when I read many of our gospel stories, I get so mad at the disciples and the children of Israel too, like God is right there. God is feeding you. God is a cloud walking in front of you. God is a, a pillar of fire walking in front of you. And you disciples, here you are. Jesus is explaining to you in words of one syllable what the parables mean. Jesus is performing miracles in front of you. Jesus is telling you over and over, I am the Son of God, come to save this world. And at the slightest provocation or no provocation at all, you forget and you run and you give up and you become afraid. And the second part of that for me is that the, then I say, you know, if I had been there, I would have been an awesome disciple. If I had been on the mountain of transfiguration, I would have been telling people, yeah, I, I know what's going on. Y'all think that you have killed the Lord? I know. I am secure in my faith. Jesus showed me who he was on this mountain. And then I step into my real life. And I realize that, yes, the disciples had the living Jesus walking with them, explaining to them, showing them God's love through miracles. But I have access to exactly the same information they had. And there are days when my faith is so thin. There are days when I, like them, believe 
the story that the world would tell us. I believe that this is the only story, the truth in which I live right now. And I completely forget the miracles. I completely forget Jesus saying, do not be afraid. I completely forget that Jesus said, things will be bad. Terrible things will happen. I will be arrested. I will be tortured. I will be killed. But you know what maybe many in the world don't, that I will rise again and I am God, the God who loves you. And I forget and I believe the powers and principalities of this world when they tell me that what I see is all that there is. That there is no point in holding on to hope or faith because the realities that we live in are the only truth in the world. And then I am called and challenged by Millie to tell my God story. And there must have been some synergy going on because the day before Millie's sermon at Vestry Retreat, we had shared, each of us, a God story a place where God had touched our lives and reminded us that God is God. A God who sees us, who loves us, and is still fully in our lives. And then Millie challenged us to be non-Episcopalians, and tell our God story in the world. And when we had our Kononia retreat, again, we said, a good way to start the work is to share our God stories. Tell us of a time that you had believed the stories of the powers and principalities of this world and God stepped into your life and reminded you whose world this really is and reminded you whose child you really are. And then this past week, I was in Atlanta and Indiana and Virginia at three different gatherings all around issues of faith and living lives of faith in our world today. And at each of those gatherings, too, people shared stories 
of God touching their lives at the very moment when they believed that darkness ruled. And one of the most powerful ones I heard was from uh, one of our participants who talked about moving to Georgia to start her first job at a co- in a college town. And as a black woman, moved into this community and then was asking people about churches to attend. And one of her colleagues said, oh, you should come to my church. I think that that might be a great church home for you. And so she said, one Sunday I got up and headed to that church and I arrived there a little late because I got lost. And so I stood at the door waiting for that part, the part of the service that was going on to end so that I could come in as unobtrusively as I could. And she said, and then I saw a group of men walking towards me. And they said, what are you doing here? And she said, well, I'm coming to church. And they said, we don't have your kind in our church. She's like, so are you telling me I cannot worship here? And they said, yeah, that's what we're telling you. And she walked out broken hearted. So she said, I got in my car and I drove a little way and then I realized I could not continue driving because I was crying so hard. So I pulled over to the side and just sobbed. So then I heard a sound and I looked and a deer went across the road. And I thought, oh wow, that is so beautiful. And then she said, and then I looked, and another deer went across the road. And I said, okay, that, now this is weird. Don't normally see more than one at a time crossing the road. So this, but okay, that's beautiful too. And then she said, and then a third deer went across the road. And she said, okay, God, I hear you. I hear that you are here, that I can have church by the side of the road with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit running across the road in front of me. I am listening, Lord, to your message that this is not the end of the story. I am not afraid. I know whose world this is, and I know the promise you have given us. And so we too are called to listen, not just listen to Jesus, but listen for Jesus in our lives, in those times of darkness, in those times of fear.
Because God, our God, said, do not be afraid. Amen.